Hello everyone, thank you very much for joining me. I'm glad to have you join me on this class, The Gospel of the Kingdom. I believe it's going to be a good time together. Um, the Lord will walk upon us and He will give us a genuine experience of His kingdom. We need to really experience the kingdom of God. We don't want to be those who are just partaking of the effects of the kingdom. And you know, it's possible to uh, partake of the effects of the kingdom, you know, to be healed, to have miracles uh, in your life, and yet you are not a citizen of the kingdom of God. Uh, Jesus said, in, I mean, it was said about Jesus in John chapter 2 that he did not commit himself to the, to the people because he knew what was in them. He knew that they were seeking him because of what they will eat, because of what he will do for them. They were not willing to enter into the kingdom of God. You know, in Matthew chapter 4, Jesus was preaching, was teaching, and in fact, he was teaching the kingdom of God, healing people. But you know, this crowd of people that came together, they were not willing to enter into the kingdom. They were just interested in the benefits, the instant benefits of healing and of miracles. So in chapter 5, the Bible says Jesus climbed the mountain. And you know, his disciples came to him. Those who wanted to enter, they came to him. Those who wanted to be citizens of the kingdom, they came to him. And you know, can I ask you, have you come to Jesus? I'm not talking about have you come to a church. Have you come to Jesus? Now, you certainly know I'm not talking about whether you've gotten a miracle or not. I'm not talking about whether you've had, uh, whether you've been healed or not. Have you come to Jesus? Those who come to Jesus, they don't only receive the initial rest, you know, of being saved. You know, when you say you are saved, when you say you give your life to Christ, they also press on. They press on by taking the yoke of the Lord upon their life. You will see that in Matthew 11, 28 to 30. You know, it says, take my yoke upon you, for my yoke is light and my burden is, my yoke is easy and my burden is light and you will find rest for your soul. So, you know, that rest that you will find for your soul is a rest reserved for those who are inside the kingdom, not those who are following from afar. That's why men, when we look at the way men, uh, people are doing around churches today, we know that most people are content in following Jesus from afar. That's why they will need to queue for deliverance because they are following Jesus from afar. That's why they will be queuing for, I mean, they will be on long, long queues for all kinds of things because they are following Jesus from afar. Please don't get me wrong. What I'm saying is very clear. If you are in the kingdom, in fact, I remember Jesus speaking to the Canaanitish woman in Matthew 15. He said, healing, I mean, he said, I cannot give the bread that belongs to the children. I can't give it to dogs. This woman was asking, you know, begging and pleading for her daughter to be healed. And Jesus said, no, this bread you are asking for is for children. Who are the children? Those who are in the kingdom. So it means if anyone is in the kingdom and you understand the word of God, you know you're right. You will not need to queue. You will not need to join the queue. You will only sit with the Lord and receive what you need to receive. Whether it's a, it's a healing, whether it's a miracle, you will receive it as a child of the kingdom, as somebody who is with the Lord, as a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. All right? But 
I tell you the truth, many people are only content in getting their immediate needs met. They would not have anything to do with Jesus from that point onward. That's the state of the church today. And it's a pathetic state, unfortunately. Now, I want us to read from Matthew 24 and verse 14. Matthew 24 and verse 14. I'm bringing an introduction to you concerning the gospel of the kingdom. It says, And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. I want you to note, first of all, that it says the gospel of the kingdom. There is a specific gospel that the word of God is talking about. Not any other gospel. In Matthew chapter 3 verse 1, John the Baptist preached this gospel. He said, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. In Matthew chapter 4, you know, I think verse 17 or so, Jesus when he began to preach, he preached this gospel. He said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. When we look at Paul as well, the same message he preached. In verse 25 of Acts chapter 20, he says, and now, when he was talking to the Ephesian elders, he says, and now, behold, I know that you all, among whom I have gone about proclaiming the kingdom, will see my face no more. Then in verse 27, he said, for I did not shrink from declaring to you all the counsel of God. So which means when you preach the gospel of the kingdom, you declare the whole counsel, the full counsel of God. You don't major in a topic. You don't, you know, simply make uh, become a an expert in a particular area in the word of God. No, no, no. Paul said, even though theologians may call may give all kinds of names to Paul and sort of make an expert out of him. But when you look at what Paul said here, he said, I did not shrink from declaring to you all the counsel of God. And he talked about the fact that he preached the kingdom of God. You will see further attestation to this in Acts 28 and verse 31, talking about Paul preaching the kingdom of God. And when you read Acts chapter 1, even Acts chapter 1, all right, in Acts chapter 1, you will see the Bible talking about this kingdom of God that, that we are talking about even now. Acts chapter 1, the Bible says in verse 3, to whom also he presented himself alive after his suffering by many refutable proofs, appearing to them through a period of 40 days and speaking the things concerning the kingdom of God. So that was talking about Jesus, not Paul. He was talking about how Jesus appeared to the disciples, you know, for 40 days. I mean, in a period of 40 days. And what was he talking about? Speaking the things concerning the kingdom of God. So this is not meant to be exhaustive, but you, from these few scriptures, you will see that the gospel that will really affect men and make their lives to achieve the original intention that God has set for it is the gospel of the kingdom. But interesting thing in that Acts chapter 1, I would like to show you that quickly before I move on, is that the disciples, when they asked Jesus a question in verse 
verse 6. He says, So the ones who came together asked him, saying, Lord, are you at this time restoring the kingdom to Israel? Look at the question they were asking him. He, after he had, be, he had been teaching them about the kingdom for a period of 40 days. I don't know if it is 40 consecutive days or coming you know, at one time or the other within 40 days. But within 40 days, as we saw in verse 3, Jesus kept teaching about the kingdom. And yet, when they were asking questions, before Jesus was going to ascend into heaven, they said, will you now restore the kingdom to Israel? So I note that there is always this externality about us. And you know, it is, for, it is not peculiar to them. It happens to all of us. You need to particularly hold God's hand and say, Lord, deliver me from being external. Deliver me from being materialistic. You know, because many times when God is speaking to you about eternal things, you know, you are still in many ways thinking in material terms. Now, let's move, let's move from there because we need to really hit the point before we conclude the message today. This is an introduction, don't forget. Now, again, Matthew 24, 14. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. So the disciples will note that they were calling Jesus' attention to the temple's building. In Matthew chapter 24, verse 1, you know, it was like they wanted to show him the beauty of the temple. Now, this actually establishes a backdrop, you know, to the statement in Matthew 24, 14. And, you know, Jesus was very direct, very direct, not beating about the bush. He said to them in verse 3, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, there shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And interestingly, in about 40 years later, Jerusalem was invaded by Titus in AD 70. And that temple that the disciples wanted to give Jesus a tour of, that same temple, was in ruins. So, we note that they were celebrating something that has no future. Can I ask you a question? What are you celebrating that doesn't have a future? Anything that will not pass into eternity, Kai, should, should it really take so much of your emotions, so much of your excitement? Ah, I'm sure some of us will think, oh, this is this brother is being is being hard now. What is he trying to say? But I'm telling you, once the kingdom of God comes into your life. You know that prayer? Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Once the kingdom of God comes into your heart, into your life, there is a collision and something must be, something must break down. And what breaks down? Self breaks down because the kingdom of God is being established. So the will and the divine original intention of God is being established. All right, so something must break down, something must be crushed. And what is crushed? It is myself that is crushed. And the Lord establishes his reign and his rule upon my life. May that be your experience in the name of Jesus. Let's proceed very quickly. So I note that the fundamental error of the last days is placing undue emphasis on physical things. 
that leads to the loss of its spiritual substance or significance. For instance, when you talk about the need to be in a particular place before God can hear you, before God can help you, the need to see a particular person who has a particular anointing, all of these things shows that we have moved away from the real thing. The Lord clearly separated himself from that. He will not be among those who are putting emphasis on the material things, the physical things. So we see him saying in Matthew 23, 38, he says, Behold, your house is left unto you desolate. If you want to be glorying in your house, in the beauty of your temple, I am leaving it to you desolate. And that was the cupboard. Divine presence is gone out of the temple now. So, are we not in danger of this in our time? When we glory over buildings, we glory over the great cathedrals that we build. Now, let me attempt to list out, you know, other things that Jesus said in that same scripture, Matthew 24, that also form a backdrop to the statement he made in verse 14. He mentioned massive deception, global chaos, increase in sin, intense hatred and winning love massive de deception he said beware take it that ye be not deceived because false christ and false prophets you know are all over the place and their job their business is to deceive and you know the truth of the matter is this remember those crowd of people who were following jesus you know in um, john chapter 2 and jesus the bible said jesus didn't commit himself to them because he knows what was in them. He knows that they were not seeking him for who he was. They were seeking him for what they wanted to eat. Do you remember those crowd? Now, and it is the same spirit that was working in them that is still working in the crowds, the religious crowds of today. So which means that that kind, those kind of crowds, the crowd that will not press on to follow Jesus, those who will not, like the disciples in Matthew chapter 5, climb the mountain with Jesus and leave the rest of the crowd on the valley. Those who will not make such a decision to be in the kingdom against being outside the kingdom, that means they are going to fall for the deception. Because false Christ and false prophets will come and they will do a lot of miracles, a lot of signs and wonders, things that you, you, you cannot disprove. Now, how do you stand before such a thing if you are not firmly planted in the kingdom? Global chaos. You know that everywhere there are these rumors of wars, wars, famines, earthquakes, and all of that. So, increase in sin, just like Genesis says, when the Bible says it repented God for creating the earth. Again, we are in that time. The Bible says in this same Matthew 24, I think it's verse 47 or so, that just like in the days of Noah, so shall the day of the Son of Man be. So we are in that day again, in that Genesis 6 type of day. We are seeing as reaches the peak and judgment is unleashed. Sin in our time has reached or is, is about to reach the peak. Intense hatred and winning love. So when you look at all these things I listed, they flow freely out of that fundamental error, which is the undue emphasis we place on physical things. Now, 
What do you note about these things that Jesus said here? Again, you note that this is the state of the world today, as I already said. So Jesus, and Jesus said, and this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. So when Jesus said that, he was revealing his plan on how he will bring everything to an end. Why must the gospel of the kingdom be preached? It must be preached so that God can have a witness before all nations. And what kind of witness? The word witness here means testimony or evidence. It could also mean proof. In Revelations 1 and verse 9, Revelations 1 verse 9, John says, He is a brother and a companion in tribulation and in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. I want you to know that he mentions that he is in the kingdom of Jesus Christ. For what? For the word of God. And for what? And the testimony of Jesus Christ. So the evidence that must be set before the nations, before the end will come, is the Lord's rule and reign in your life that makes him to exalt, that makes you to exalt the word of God above all human traditions so that you can become a testimony of Jesus Christ to all the people in your nation. You know, the word nation means ethnos, so it is a grouping of people based on a common ideal or something. Now, so this grouping of people could be your immediate family, neighbor, community, workplace, wherever there's a grouping of people. So we're saying that the evidence that must be set before the nations, before the end will come, is the Lord's rule, the reign of Jesus Christ in your life that makes you to exalt the word of God above all human traditions so that you can become a testimony of Jesus Christ to everybody in your nation. Now, the word of God is supreme to those who are in the kingdom of God. And when the word, the word of God is void of human traditions, it will no doubt produce the testimony of Jesus in your life. So this is the tension we find ourselves in. Are we going to follow God or we are going to follow men? Are we going to be, you know, immersed and submerged in the traditions, the mess of human tradition, even though it may be religious, even though it may be spiritual, or we are going to come out of this mess and uphold the truth of the word of God? Which one are we going to do? Now, you need to make a choice today. I believe that being born again should separate us and should take our allegiance away from any other thing, you know? Your allegiance now should be to your king, which is to Christ. Every other thing that is not, you know, the old counsel of God must not appeal to you anymore. But, you know, we need the Lord to help us so that we can uphold his word. So that his word can be our first consideration and our final authority. And so that as the word of God begins to work in our lives, it can produce in us that, uh, you know, that testimony of Jesus Christ that will be a witness to the nations. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for this time and privilege you've given to us. Lord, we thank you for showing us that you want us to be a testimony of Jesus Christ to the nations. Lord, help every one of us 
to accept this privilege, this to accept this opportunity, and to yield to your work. That your word, the word of God, will become supreme in our hearts, and that every tradition of men, no matter how religious or spiritual they may be, and even our own personal opinion, that will submit them, will subject them. All right, to the word of God in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for hearing us. In Jesus Christ's name, we have prayed. Amen. Thank you so much for joining me. It's been a wonderful time sharing the word of God with you. Uh, if you have been blessed by this, I would like you to please share it with your friend, uh, your neighbor, your family member, and anyone. Um, you can follow me on, on Twitter and on Instagram at Olamide Speaks. That is at Olamide Speaks. And if you have a question and you would like to reach out to me, you can send me an email at uh, um, you can send me an, at, an email you know, to this email Olamide at Olamideokweemi.com That is Olamide at Olamideokweemi.com Thank you very much. God bless you.